Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements, administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners, and these are our stories. So we are here uh, tonight with Amber White. Amber is a speech language pathologist who is doing, um, is kind of at the beginning, I think, of your private mm-hmm. practice journey, right? Um, so Amber, tell me a little bit about, I guess we'll start there. Where are you in your journey to private practice? Um, I am at the very beginning. Um, I have, I formed an LLC uh, back in May, um, but I only just recently started seeing my first patient. So yeah. Lovely. Learning all the ins and outs. Beautiful. And what, what do you, um, tell us a little bit about, um, not, I guess the patient, him or herself, but like Mm -hmm. what kind of therapy are you doing? What, what kind of uh, client is this? Uh, this is a trans voice client and um, going from male to female. So we're working on mm-hmm. um, pitch changes and resonance and, um, you know, getting it to sound more natural versus, you know, a falsetto or a monotone voice. And um, she has been doing fantastic. Lovely. Very impressed with her. So great. And um, do you find that telepractice works particularly well for the transgender population? It, um, it, it does. It, there's limitations to it. I don't, uh, get to do real objective testing on Mm -hmm. what their voice is from the beginning to where they are now. Um, but you know, we work together throughout the week and, um, you know, figure out what works, what doesn't work. And, um, you know, it, they like it just because they don't have to go anywhere. Right. You don't have to walk into an office. It's all from home. And, um, you know, you don't have to deal with, with, uh, is somebody judging me? So. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, convenient, right. Safe. Mm -hmm. Um, easy to, relatively easy to schedule. 
yeah. I suppose, around um, your schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, great. That's also actually a good segue into my next question is, what is a typical day like for you? Uh, my typical day right now is I'm, I'm still currently employed full-time with a uh, telehealth or a tele- telepractice uh, mm-hmm. company. And um, so I'm seeing these clients off to the side. Nice. And so um, I'm currently working with students in California. So um, my, my day starts at 11 a.m. my time mm-hmm. and then ends at 6.30 my time. So um, if I'm working with a private uh, client who's in California, then I'll see them at seven o'clock my time. <laughs> so um, it just depends. So that's my typical day for, That's for now. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay. So by, by day, mm-hmm. um, it sounds like you work more with kids yes. in telepractice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> how's that going? It's going well. Um, I'm, my students right now are in a brick and mortar school. Um, for, for my private practice, I am uh, gearing more towards the homeschool community mm-hmm. and um you know, the mommy groups that are on Facebook who, yeah. who want that extra help. So, um, you know, I love working in the schools. Um, it's just not my ideal uh, setting. So, sure. yeah. Nice. So that's really cool. So the, there's two things that you've just said that kind of stuck out to me, which is related to um, filling a need for mm-hmm. a specific niche. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, uh, the transgender population is kind of an emerging area of clinical practice mm-hmm. um, that I'm also um, working in. Mm-hmm. And then um, homeschool, right, is another population mm-hmm. that um, is also, I'm assuming, underserved, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you've really found two underserved populations mm-hmm. that are going to benefit from um, the ability to use technology mm-hmm. to provide services that they otherwise wouldn't have access to. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and for you, how great is it that you, this is your space, mm-hmm. I assume. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you, <laughs> yeah. So you can also, uh, have, this is flexible for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yes. It's, I, I was really attracted to telethe- teletherapy. Um, whenever I learned about it in grad school and mm-hmm. um, I was lucky enough to, to get into it and, and I just love it so much. That's fantastic. So is that where you see yourself staying mm-hmm. as part of your private practice? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Um, I, I mainly want to do therapy uh, in, in, in the virtual setting. Um, but I do want to eventually offer uh, group sessions out in the community for you know, the trans community and the homeschool communities and um, for if, if they want to have a group session. So. Mm-hmm. so that's another cool thing that you would be able to offer, right? So mm-hmm. I, think, I think you're smart to be thinking ahead, right? Mm-hmm. To think, okay, well, this is what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing now, it sounds like, is balancing um, full-time employment for another telepractice company mm-hmm. with your own now um, on the side um, also telepractice company, mm-hmm. right? You mentioned that you have an LLC. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. That's another yeah. checkbox <laughs> that you can, can tick. Yeah. Um, but then also going forward, thinking about not only continuing within priv- uh, telehealth, mm-hmm. but thinking about um, groups and whatnot mm-hmm. for these populations. Yes. Fantastic. I love that. 
love that. So, so what made you um, think about doing this on the side for yourself versus staying with the telepractice company? Um, it's, I, I want more flexibility. Um, it, the, the idea of being my own boss is very appealing to me. Um, I want to, instead of asking a boss, Hey, can I take this week off so I can go on vacation with my family? Um, I can just say to my clients, I'm going to be gone. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be able to have to ask for permission to, to go. Um, and so that's a, that's a big positive for me. Um, and being able to grow my own hobbies and spend time with my family a little bit more, you know, if I need to take a break, I can. So that's the big motivating factor for for why I'm doing this. Definitely. Um, Right. So, so taking, I hear you basically saying that you're, you're taking control, mm -hmm. right? So that you want to take control of your, your schedule, Mm -hmm. your, uh, freedom and flexibility. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't have to get into specific details on this, but I would imagine, um, that you're hopefully going to be making more money by doing your own private practice by, with telehealth, by kind of cutting out the middleman, Mm -hmm. right? That you're otherwise getting, yeah, giving money to the company. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. That, that's my goal. Nice. So, um, but it's, it's more for me, the personal freedom. So, you know, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. So when, um, how, okay. When did you actually start thinking about taking the steps to start your own private practice? Um, graduate school. Nice. <laughs> um, but I, I always had that in mind, but there was always, of course, that, that idea of, well, no, I've got to have a whole bunch more experience in order to do my own private practice. Mm-hmm. And um, it really wasn't until uh, 2016, whenever I did start in uh, telehealth, that my husband was like, you should really do this. You can mm-hmm. do this. Figure out what the steps you need to, to take in order to create your own telehealth company and, you know, build it because you can work anywhere as long as you're licensed in all of the states. So, yeah. yeah. So, but I've been thinking about it since I graduated from my master's program. Oh, that's fantastic. And it also sounds like you have the support of your spouse, right? Mm -hmm. Who's also really interested in in helping support you along this journey. Yes. Yeah. I'm lucky to have him. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, good. Um, are there any other um, tips that you've kind of learned in your um, just fairly recent uh, foray into private practice, but are there any tips that you might share with people that are also just starting this journey? Um, the biggest thing is don't be afraid to ask questions. And that is a huge uh, thing for me. I don't like asking for help, um, but because I'm, I'm pretty shy whenever it comes to that. So, mm-hmm. um, and I see a lot of it on, um, the, your, your Facebook group. Yeah. You know, we're, we're always so concerned about asking questions and, um, you know, once we do ask those questions, somebody's always willing to help us. Always. Um, you know, I've, I'm actually, going to apply to become a member of a networking group that's local to my community. And so, um, 
you know, I'm really excited about that to network with these other professionals and, um, you know, gain those referrals by referring out. And so everybody wants to help somebody. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So is this group that you're thinking about joining for other healthcare professionals or all kind of professionals? It's all kind of professionals. Nice. So, is this a BNI group? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a BNI group. Fantastic. So yeah. for those, for people who don't know, um, I'm blanking on what it stands for. Is it Business Networking International or something yes. like that? Yeah, Business Networking International. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you go to, I'm actually also not a member of a BNI group, but I've been looking into it. Mm -hmm. And in my community, there's about five mm -hmm. locally. So I'm trying to figure out which of the ones I want to join that work with my schedule. Right. Um, but anyway, anyone who's watching this should go to, I, I think it's bni.com or .org. Mm -hmm. Not sure. It might be .com. .com. Okay. So, so these are small groups of uh, all kinds of different professionals. And the whole point of the group is for networking mm -hmm. and is for helping support each other's businesses by basically helping each other generate referrals. Mm -hmm. And it's a really nice way to make connections in your local community because you have no idea who knows someone who needs therapy. Right. Right. Like we tend to think that our best referral sources are going to be doctors or other SLPs or right. OTs or mm -hmm. um, teachers or, or whomever. But really, it could be like the real estate agent that you're in this group with right. who has a kid with autism or a mm -hmm. transgender brother. You know, who knows? I don't exactly. know. But yeah. you just never know where these things are going to be. So congratulations for taking also some steps to put yourself out there. Thank you. And yeah. get to meet some people. I yeah. think also people will be really impressed with um, learning about telehealth. Mm -hmm. Right? Because that's everyone understands like what dentists do. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no, the our current world is going more into virtual. And so... Yeah being able to uh, start a company at this point is is challenging, but um, it's becoming more of a common thing, which is great. Yeah. You know, the, the members of the BNI group, they were fascinated that I was doing this and mm -hmm. I'm very excited. And, um, you know, so. And one thing, another, you're, just, you're sparking all kinds of cool <laughs> things that I'm thinking of. What were the startup costs for you to start this private practice? Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, it was, I know to get my LLC, I believe it was about a hundred dollars, mm -hmm. um, for New Hampshire. And then, um, if you, for, for telehealth, of course you have to be licensed in the state that you are physically yeah. in and then the states that your client is in. So, um, I think I'm up to about seven states right now. So That's that great. I have to renew every couple of years. Yeah. Um, and, and those are always at least a hundred dollars for renewals. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, getting a, a logo, getting, um, business cards, getting some promotional videos I've done. Um, you know, that adds up. I know that my, my logo was, um, about $200 and it was fantastic. I, nice. I love it. Um, who, who did you use to do your logo? I use 99 designs. And so you, you put out a, um, a description of what you want, what your business is. Um, and you get bids from all these different designers of, um, 
all different levels and they, they throw you designs and you say, Oh, well, I like this. Can you change this though? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's fantastic. It's a cool, like crowdsourcing thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's been a while since I've done it, but yeah, you, you put out your idea and then just people from all over the world design logos for you and you pick, you ask them to modify and you pick the one you like the best and Mm -hmm. you're done. And, and I've used Fiverr for um, my promotional video that I ran on Facebook for a little bit. And, um, you know, he did a fantastic job for, I think it was another $200 or so. And so, nice. you know, it definitely costs money to start up, but, um, you know, it does add that professional feel to it. For sure. And um, compared to other businesses, the startup costs um, are really low. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you know, you, you, um, you need, um, you don't need an LLC at first, but you, you can and should get one, but you can start as a, um, sole, um, sole practitioner first and okay. then get an LLC. But yeah, so you need, you, um, need obviously liability insurance. You mm-hmm. need the technology, which you probably already had, mm-hmm. you know, a laptop and everything or, or desktop and your mm-hmm. video camera for the other, um, telepractice company you're working for. So, so yeah, you, you know, a logo, all that kind of stuff, um, helps you look more professional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you need that stuff, but you don't have to spend a fortune on it. Right. right? Yeah. So, so like, let's say you were going to start a coffee shop mm-hmm. or a dress store or any of these other things, you would really have to fork over a ton of money to get started. Right. And I think that's one of the other things that hold some people back from starting private practices is they think that um, I'm going to have to, you know, quit my job. I'm going to have to take out loans. Right. I'm going to have to do um, all of this crazy stuff Mm -hmm. um, that's financially pretty risky in order to get started. And some people do that and some people are able to do very well. Right. Right. But then other people do that and they become totally paralyzed by fear Mm -hmm. and, just scared to death and then they maybe have to end up going back to their jobs and whatever else. But I really like the way that you've done this, Mm -hmm. which is to basically take a skill that you have, which is therapy using telepractice, Mm -hmm. but you and use that skill um, to work with populations that you're perhaps more interested in working with. Mm -hmm. Um, And then leveraging your time so that it makes the most sense um, to you. So where do you see this going in the next like six months to a year? Uh, In six months, um, I still see myself working part-time with the company um, Mm -hmm. and then the rest of the the time uh, with my private practice. um, I'm working on getting those referrals uh, for you know, the summer months whenever school is out and to build up a a wait list. In 12 months, I see myself completely being independent and, um, I'm really hoping that, that I can achieve that. Um, and I think, and I feel that I can just based on, you know, the referrals that I have gotten so far Mm -hmm. just through Facebook or, uh, the groups that I'm a part of. So, you know, well, Is, is that the primary way that you're marketing is on Facebook and in groups? Right now, yes. Um, my first client came from Reddit, actually. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had made a post with admin um, approval, and um, they found me that way. And then um, 
from the Facebook groups that I'm a part of, uh, I've gotten my two other uh, potential clients. Beautiful. So yeah. also that was free. Yeah, it was. Right? Yeah, it was free. <laughs> that was so. free. So yeah, so that's really also your, the other thing that I'm thinking that you're doing very smartly is to think about um, uh, growing your private practice based on relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. So whether it's through the BNI group mm-hmm. or Facebook groups or um, becoming a part of the subgroup or whatever in Reddit mm-hmm. and really kind of um, developing those relationships, right. that is truly the best way long term mm-hmm. to think about marketing. Right. Right. A lot of people, I did this too. I started with flyers and I started mm-hmm. with little postcards and I did all these things um, that were fine. Mm-hmm. But, but I wasn't, I was just like mailing these out to random addresses and then being like totally disappointed when nobody called me. Mm-hmm. Right. But I was also expending zero effort really in trying to get to know um, these doctors I was sending postcards to or whatever else. So it wasn't until I changed my approach to think more relationship based mm-hmm that things started to change in terms of my own practices growth. Right. So I think that you're really smart to be thinking about that from the beginning because that, that is very sustainable. Mm -hmm. And it's also um, relationships are relationship building is mostly free actually. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Right. And, and word of mouth, that's, Mm -hmm. that's the biggest, you know, way to market yourself. So definitely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm very excited about the BNI group for that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, is there, is there anything else that we haven't touched on yet that you feel like you, you want to share? Um, I have actually been, uh, following, uh, some of your marketing, uh, your marketing courses and those have actually been really inspiring and, um, you know, that is also part of the startup cost too. It's, yeah. it's, it's stuff that, that, that we need and, um, it's definitely worth it. Nice. So, um, well, and it's all tax deductible, right? So, yeah. so one of the things to always think about is mm-hmm. whether you're investing in education, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, all the materials and whatnot I sell on the independent clinician, those are all tax deductible mm-hmm. as are the logos you have done on 99 designs. Yeah. Um, the B, I don't know how much the BNI group is going to be in your area, but I think mm-hmm. in, in um, Massachusetts in the Boston area where I am, it's like 500 something dollars a year, right? Mm-hmm. So that yeah. also will be tax deductible. So, so when you're thinking about um, expenses, and I think that a lot of SLPs get worried about spending money, mm-hmm. and as long as, um, and I get worried about spending money too, if I don't know that I'm going to get something from it, right? Mm-hmm. So the easiest way that I make sure that I get um, something out of whatever it is that I invest money into it is to really think of it as an investment. Mm -hmm. And then I challenge myself, how can I pay for this as soon as possible? Right. Right. So Mm -hmm. for example, when you start this BNI group, Mm -hmm. I want you to be really think thoughtful about monitoring how many referrals do you get from that group? Right. Right. Because if it costs you, I'm just going to guess again about 500 a year mm-hmm. and you even get one client from that. 
you need to calculate how many sessions does it take with that client to pay off your BNI you know, right. um, membership fee or whatever. And yeah. then everything else on top of that is extra. Right. Right. Yeah. And that, that membership fee is a tax deduction. So, um, always be, don't be afraid to spend money. Mm-hmm. I just, I just had my meeting with my accountant last Friday uh-huh. and basically she's like, Jenna, like you, you basically need to spend more money <laughs> <laughs> because my income had grown so much. Okay. Um, that I had less, I had less deductions. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you don't want to just like spend money willy nilly. That's, that's not the point of this, but you can't be, um, you're, you're taxed on your income. Right. So you want to use some, um, smart deductions Mm -hmm. to offset that income. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, for, for telehealth, uh, our, our tax guy told us this last year that mm-hmm. um, since both my husband work from and I both my husband and I work from home. Oh, cute! <laughs> um, so you know we we both we have our separate offices, and so I mean the space around me that's tax deductible. Mm-hmm. So absolutely space um, using my cell phone because that's how mm-hmm. my my company contacts me, and so that's that's part of the expenses as well. So yeah. Now we use all of that. So yes, and you're smart to have. It sounds like you have a good accountant who's helped you think about all of these things. That yes. that's also um, really just money well spent is mm-hmm. making sure that you are able to take all of the allowable deductions. And I know that there's some changes going to effect um, in 2018. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what those are um, next year. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but till till then, and that's not our job. necessarily to learn those things right I'm certainly trying to learn them as I go because people um want to know that that information from me but I'm not an accountant right right and I have zero interest in I don't like numbers I don't like I don't like that stuff but so anyway so um trying to to get that information from people who do know that stuff Mm -hmm. so that I can pass it on um to people too yes Fantastic. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure um, speaking with you tonight, Amber. I am so proud of you for just getting started, <laughs> one. And, you know, really, you're, you're doing a lot of smart things about leveraging time and experience um, and relationships <laughs> to start off your practice very smartly. Thank you. So I am super proud of you. I am very thankful um, for you sharing your, um, your journey and all of this information um, with us. Yeah. And I hope that we can keep in touch and maybe do this again six months or a year from now Definitely. so that we can uh, check in and see if you've been able to shift that time to part-time um, for them and part-time for you mm-hmm. and hopefully going on some, you know, cool trips or whatever, you know, with, with your husband, um, like you want to. Yeah. I Sweet. hope so too. I'm very excited. <laughs> awesome. So. Wonderful. Well, good. Well, thank you very much. Thank you so much. And it was wonderful meeting you. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Private Practice Success Stories. I hope that you were impressed, inspired, and are ready to take action. Speaking of which, do you need help starting your private practice or taking it to the next level? Then join the Private Practice Solution. 
inside of our exclusive members area, you'll discover fabulous time-saving resources that will help you be the successful private practitioner you've always wanted to be. There's also a vibrant community of smart clinicians working together to help more people while making more money. If you're looking for step-by-step -step resources, member discounts, and a supportive community of like-minded people, consider this your invitation to join us. So go ahead and sign up now at www.theprivatepracticesolution.com. See you in the members area. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.